Jumping in on Manx Radio with Howard and Chris Kane. Hello, good evening, and welcome. And it's that time once again, would you believe that means it is nine o'clock, it is on a Saturday night, we're in 2023, but it's still jumping in the best in modern and contemporary jazz with myself, H. And me, Chris. Yes, welcome along to this week's show. And whilst January may be the dry month as far as parties go, there has been no shortage of the wet stuff from the sky, often blown horizontally by a 50 mile an hour wind. So the perfect excuse to curl up in front of a nice warm radio for the next hour or so for some of the finest jazz sounds around. So, H, what has wet your whistle this week and blown you away? And what have you hung out to dry as an ill wind where nobody's blowing is any good? Aha, right, short and sweet, really. It's something I picked up recently, something I found recently, is something I lost. Ah, and for me, well, we're ruined, but not for the first time. We have some fun, we come to blows, and to start the ball rolling, we make an entrance with the Dave Sloanaker Big Band and Intrada. Thank you. 
fantastic intrada or entrance. Now, uh, regular listeners will know I like to kick things off with a swinging big band, and this one is no exception. I came across the Dave Sloanacre big band by chance and really glad I gave them a listen. They recently released their second album, Convergency, which I discovered was 10 years after the first. Why the big gap? Well, I'm delighted that many of the band members are still the same, including the rhythm section of Ed Sack on piano, Edwin Livingston on bass, and Peter Erskine on the drums, as well as lead tenor Bob Shepard. And the main reason for the gap would be that these guys are just incredibly busy. Dave Sloanacre, perhaps not the best known on the jazz scene, is most often found composing for film and TV, with somewhere around 150 scores to his name, including the Men in Black series, Spider-Man series, Air Force One, and many, many others. And he was Grammy-nominated for this first album, so that's where we started the title track, Intrada, from their 2013 release. And, yeah, maybe I'll bring you the second one on a future show. Good idea. Good swinging on that. Yes, very nice way indeed to get going. Uh, right, as I say, I uh, have uh, something I picked up recently, something I found recently, something I lost. What I mostly lost was that this week's playlist. I had it down happily already recorded, and of course it disappeared. So, I'm improvising, which is ideal, really, for a jazz show when you think about it. And as luck would have it, I already had this one in the bag, which I was thinking of using at some stage. Not necessarily this week, but there we go. Best laid plans. Which was something I picked up the last time I was down in the smoke. I know you were down in the smoke quite recently. Uh, but I dropped into uh, one of our favourite haunts, and and, um, yeah, this one, Remember, <laughs> not something I'm very good at doing, Kumbula, Louis Maholo Maholo and Stan Tracy on Ogun going back a few years. I'd seen it knocking around, always liked Stan, of course, one of the iconic jazz pianists of, of Britain, certainly in the modern jazz era, without a doubt. And Louis Mo, Maholo Maholo, played with him before, Brotherhood of Breath and such like. Uh, this one they recorded, oh, a few years back now. I think in the early 2000s, with Louis on drums and percussion, Stan on piano, and this one's just called Molo Hello Africa, Later Europe.
bit of percussion ending up from Louis Maholo. Maholo there, unmistakably Stan Tracy at the keyboard. Uh, never less than fascinating in these duos. Uh, 2004, they were recorded at Gateway Studios in uh, Kingston. And yeah, Stan himself obviously no longer with us, but he said, before this session, I hadn't played with Louis for over 30 years. And even then, uh, not as a duo. So when I was asked to do this album, I was rather concerned as to how to approach the music. Come the moment, without discussion, we just started to play and suddenly all felt very comfortable. Working with Louis was a pleasure and a joy. And a yeah, pleasure and a joy to listen to it sort of 20 years on as well. Great stuff. Yeah, and he's still going strong at 82. And uh, sadly, Stan, of course, no longer with us. I do believe I read somewhere that somebody else is going to be touring, doing a reproduction of the famous... Under oh, under, there, yeah, you're right, and I can't yeah. remember who it is either. Someone is doing that, be worth seeing. Have to look it up, it would be worth seeing indeed. Now, you'll also know how much we like ECM records in this show, having brought you an alphabet's worth of artists as a previous feature. And we were discussing classic releases and that sound only last week. Well, I think recently they've been very much back on form with their current batch. Not that they ever really lost it, but the latest release from the young Dutch pianist Wolfert Brederode, Ruins and Remains, is a reflective suite of miniatures in a very, very uh, esoteric, restful mood, commemorating 100 years since the end of World War I. Released last year, here's Ruins 2.
Ruins 2 from the recently released Ruins and Remain from Wolfert Breederode. Whilst maybe not one for the car, it's undoubtedly one to quietly lose yourself in while reflecting on the horrors of the Great War and perhaps contemplating how things have moved on, or maybe they haven't. It finds him in the company of his longtime collaborator, Just Libiat, on percussion and the Matangi String Quartet. You could hear them very quietly, pizzicato in the background there. Out now on ECM Ruins and Remains. Terrific stuff, and you're right, they seem to have hit a rich vein, certainly for my ears and maybe your ears as well, for those who've been listening to ECM for 30, 40 years and thought all the classic stuff was in the 70s and 80s, and sometimes of late, the last sort of 10 years, it's been more free stuff, perhaps a freer notion, and occasionally just not quite hitting that mark for me. It's a very personal choice. But yeah, last year, several, I thought, oh gosh, yes, we're right back on form with some of these at a real oldie world ECM feel to them, but... Maybe that's maybe it's just your age it gets to you. Speaking of age, I'm sure uh, along with uh, Chris and myself, a lot of you have seen the uh, noted the sad passing of Jeff Beck in the last couple of days. Uh, played in so many styles and for so many years, and uh, been lots of tributes from him. From well, you name it, really, Ozzy Osbourne to to uh, <laughs> well anyone you like, Brian May. I think dozens of tributes coming in, and he sort of crossed all the genres, the odd birds and sort of jazz and rock and pretty much anything in between. Um, I can't say I was ever a massive fan. The one thing I do remember was an album you brought home probably back in the day and said, oh, this is great stuff when he was very much in a sort of jazz rock uh, era, used I would say. this one, in fact. Yeah. In fact, yes, we did play back in the day and it was one I used to play almost on repeat. It does now sound of its time. It is classic jazz rock period and there's a classic jazz rock sound from the 80s. None the worse for that, though. And uh, I know you've got a piece to pay tribute as well, but I, I couldn't leave uh, Jeff this week without playing I'm thinking again about him and thinking how much I used to love playing this and drumming along to this one as well Star Cycle
yeah, it does sound of its time. Early 80s, early 80s classic sort of jazz rock. Jan Hammer with that synthesizer, uh, repetitive sound, you know, that sequencer. Yes, it does sort of date it to a degree. However, it is what it is, isn't it? Great stuff. Used to love that piece. Now, it's still actually listening to it now in the studio. The two of us were uh, bopping around, a bit of air guitar going around, a bit of air drumming. Great stuff. And uh, I think that was just the two of them there and back the album. I think the third or fourth in that sort of series with him with the sort of Jan Hammer group. I don't know, you've got another piece coming up again. Without a doubt, an innovative guitar player, wonderful guitar player, and uh, he's going to be a, a sad loss to so many people but against so many albums as you can uh, remember his great talent on funny he's uh you know featured on youtube in lots and lots of places not least at ronnie scott's at a great gig last year which i did have the opportunity to go to but couldn't get away did have uh, access to a ticket but couldn't make it but if you look again last year there's a concert on his tour playing with jan hammer somewhere in hollywood i think and uh, Jan hasn't aged quite so well, it has to be said. You know, he looked really old by comparison. Very sad and very uh, vicious illness, unfortunately, took him one of us. He was a great classic car fan as well, a big hot rodder, and he built nearly all of them himself, did the works, got his hands dirty. Next, a straight-ahead session from me, from a new name to me as well, Vancouver-based Canadian guitarist David Blake and his new quintet recording. The album's called Fun House. It's his third, featuring some of Vancouver's best. Here's John no, John. Thank you. 
John, no John, from the David Blake Quintet. David cites his main influences as Dave Holland, Kenny Wheeler 
and Herbie Hancock, which is a pretty good place to take inspiration from. We heard Thad Bal- Bailey May on trumpet, Brad Turner on the piano, Conrad Good on the bass, Bernie Arai on the drums, and of course, David Blake on the guitar. Definitely one to watch. Most certainly is, and you are listening, of course, to Jumping In, the best in modern and contemporary jazz here on Manx Radio. And this is John O'Gallagher with the Anton Weben Project. Der Augen fallen 
Hi, this is Dave Holland. I just want to let you know you're listening to Manx Radio. The show is Jumping In with Chris and H. Hope you enjoy it. Keep listening. Thank you. 
great stuff. That was the found one, uh, Pat Metheny with Orchestrian, an album which came out quite a few years back, that marvellous machine he had where it was like a sort of giant Wurlitzer organ with Pat playing along with it. Amazing stuff. I lost the album for years. I found it when I was tidying up uh, just before Christmas and played. I thought, gosh, it's really good. I enjoyed that. So I thought I'd give it a spin. Before that, John O'Gallagher from his 2013 album, The Anton Weben Project, featuring John, of course, on alto, along with the likes of Pete McCann on guitar, Tyson Sori drums, and we heard a bit of uh, Magre Grebovitz on the voice as well. We had a couple of mates who went to see Orchestrion. Unfortunately, there was a power cut the night they went and they ended up playing an acoustic set, but there we are. That's the way it goes. And uh, as H said earlier on, of course, we needed to say our heartfelt goodbye to one of the world's greatest guitarists. Just age 78, he was still regularly touring, but uh, sad to say, passed away last Tuesday. This, his signature tune and part of all his shows for many years, was the Stevie Wonder uh, composed tune, because we've ended as lovers, taken from his 1975 award-winning release, Blow by Blow, produced by Beatles producer George Martin, and his first all-instrumental release. Here he is with Max Middleton on Rhodes, Phil Chen on bass, and Richard Bailey on drums. Blow by Blow, because we've ended from lovers. Rest Mm -hmm. in peace. Same time, same place. Bye for now.